0: Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, guys, we got another killer sale going on over at Duramax Tuner Calibrated Power. You're going to want to check it out. 10% off custom tuning right Not now. Chris. Pretty much
1: all multi packs. So, switch on the fly, EZ Link EFI, MM3, or uh, multi or switch on the fly. So. Yep. Yeah.
0: So awesome uh, that that's going on throughout the month of April. Make sure to check that out. Of course, if you're checking that out, you're probably going to want to upgrade some other stuff under the hood. That's okay. going to include some parts, of course, from WC Fab.
1: Okay. Or
0: XRG Performance. Absolutely. Maybe
1: some WC Fab piping and some XRG injectors. I love it. A you know, little that's, bit of pairing. That's a good setup. There you that's go. a,
0: you're, you're on the right path if that's what we're <laughs> talking about. Uh, you're going to have to round that off with some accessories, and we suggest you stop over to xdp.com okay. to get those. Uh, for today, though, Chris, oh, now that we got paying the bills out of the way. Uh, I'm really pumped. <laughs> you
1: know, Paul, just when we first started talking about this, we were grouping biodiesel as biodiesel. Sure. And little did we know, we didn't know shit.
0: I, I literally, in my head, I was like, well, I see the thing at the pump that says like up to 5% yeah, 10%, diesel, 9%, 10%, 9%, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. I just thought in my head, though, I was like, yeah, but that's not the biodiesel I'm talking no, about. No. This is diesel. This right. is pump diesel. And then biodiesel is something weirdos do in a 55 gallon right. drum behind the shot. Yep. Which we have found but out. There's,
1: there's a lot of different but options for those weirdos right. with 55 gallon <laughs> drums. And we've learned at this point everything from wild to mild, mild, everything in between, yeah. because what I thought biodiesel was and what biodiesel is and what WVO is. Right. Uh, all different uh, classifications or uh, options, I guess you could say, sure. for fuel sources to run in a diesel engine.
0: You know, I suppose it's for like people who don't listen to this show, and they're like, so you guys just talk about trucks. Yeah. Do you ever get this, where you tell somebody you work at a diesel performance company, and they're like, oh, you work with semis?
1: No, like, oh, you're, you're a mechanic, know, you don't want to trust me with tools. That's,
0: yeah. So I get both of those, yeah. where I'm like, I'm oh, I mean we do a little bit yeah, so so I feel like we yep. came into this as is just total newbies, uh, and it's been so much fun it's learning been really about cool. it. Uh, and
1: nonetheless we have a gentleman today, Brandon Larson.
0: Brandon Lawson. Lawson. Uh, Brandon Lawson we, we wanted to round this up. So we, we had somebody that was kind of like on the industrial side. If you right. had a manufacturing
1: hardware and tooling.
0: Right. You could buy like a yep. kit that yeah, you're DIYing but you Pretty much it's just professional kid. It is. Yeah. It's legit. And then we talked to somebody who really I felt was was the head of the DIY market, yep. whatever exists of that. Uh, when we talked with Graydon, and then this week we want to get somebody who's like used it in, in the, the real trenches, world, in right? the trenches, grinding it out.
1: Right. And uh, little did we know uh, how in the trenches he was. I think we need to just spin it to the to the interview because uh, some of the advice that he gives us at the end is uh, pretty mind blowing to say the
0: least. That's right. Uh, check it out right here. Hey, folks, it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk to an expert about their expertise. And today we are not short on on knowledge. Yeah. That's certainly true. Uh, we have on Brandon Lawson, who has 16 years' experience using waste vegetable oil to run diesel engines uh, out in the real world. Brandon, how the hell are you?
2: Good, guys. How you guys doing? Great.
1: We're do- I'm excited because... <laughs> um, I group Everything non diesel is biodiesel, and uh, <laughs> as Paul and I were getting into this, Paul's like, "No, no, no. This is WVO. This is different." And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "I don't know what that means." So you know, also, I'm willing to learn.
0: Also, things I did not know three weeks ago. Yeah. So yep. like like this is this is definitely been a big learning experience for us. Uh, I certainly know a lot of the feedback we've got from our fans is this is a, a great learning experience for you guys as well. Yep. Brandon, can you give us just like a quick rundown? What is the difference between waste vegetable oil and biodiesel that maybe we see like 5 to 20% of in our uh, fuel at the pump?
2: When you're making biodiesel, the difference between them both is you're actually pulling like the free fatty lipids out of the oil. So when I used to make biodiesel myself, I would take the vegetable oil. You'd have to separate the water from it first by boiling it basically to get it get the water that's suspended in the oil out and then you would go through tritation which would tell you which is basically a test to see exactly what chemical process you need to do to separate the bio from the glycerin the glycerin is basically your byproduct of the biodiesel process if it's done correctly I mean you can really screw it up completely and then you end up with like soap I mean it's basically what you get is soap and some stinky smelling napalm like stuff basically (laughs) But uh, um, so what do you do is you mix it comes up to the chemical of methyl hydroxide it's methanol and sodium or potassium hydroxide and you will want to mix them up after you do tritation to find out exactly how much volume that you need to do of that chemical per volume of waste vegetable oil that you have. It's quite a process. It, guys, it's, it's, it, it's a huge process. And even if you, ha- and even if you have like, the machines to do it, you better have your chemistry spot on to do it right. Otherwise, you'll get frustrated as hell just fighting it and and every every batch of oil that you guys get is going to be totally different unless you've got a good supplier that you know never has any water in their oil or you know just junk in their oil it's got to be good good clear soy oil too that's the best too. i mean you can use like um the creamy stuff you can but it just seems like it, it doesn't do it as good you want clear soy oil so when you go along and you you do the process, and you, you mix the methyl hydroxide in with your vegetable oil. You warm it, and you keep it mixing and mixing and mixing and mixing, and then it settles. And when it settles, if it does it correctly, you'll have two different layers. You'll have your biodiesel on top because it's lighter, and you'll have your glycerin on, top, on the bottom. So then you use, like, a funnel tank, kind of like taking, like, a, um, like a vinegar Type jug you know but a lot larger you know i used to use 200 gallon tanks put them upside down so the funnel goes to the bottom and you would drain off your glycerin to you get to that biodiesel level so i would do like 200 gallons and i would get well maybe in the 150 range of actual biodiesel after the glycerin okay so then what I would do is I would take the glycerin and mix it with uh, distilled water. And it's crazy, guys, but you make it makes heavy duty degreaser. That's what it makes. So then then you take your biodiesel that you have in there. You mix it with distilled water. It sounds crazy. It's called bubble washing and you polish your diesel. You put an air stone down in the bottom of the tank, like an aquarium air stone. And you add the exact volume of water with the exact volume of biodiesel. So if you have hundred gallons, you put hundred gallons of, of water in to hundred gallons of diesel, it will separate completely. Oil's lighter than water. So you put that bubble stone down at the bottom of the tank. And as those little bubbles come up through the water, they collect a very, very small film as it passes through the oil level. And when it goes to the top, it pops. And that water comes right back down through that water washing it and your water will turn it snow white snow white and what it's doing is it's getting all the oh it's basically it's called it's soapification is basically what it is and you could do that in as much time and i could get so i could get biodiesel to look like almost like uh, apple cider you know just it was it would look immaculate just beautiful um it performs the same as diesel um i would get pretty much the same miles per gallon with it and i use it in all sorts of vehicles i've got it i got a 95 azuzu four-cylinder turbo diesel It's my work truck i use it in it it's uh it's old faithful guys man i think just won't die at all that thing's, <laughs> <laughs> i put that thing to the ringer man but uh i've got that and i've had oh three power strokes now seven threes i run it through um now, that's the biodiesel. So then I got away from doing the biodiesel. So it just became such a pain in the butt, man. Just to oh, Brandon. trans Yeah. That's on,
1: on, let's say 150 gallons of bio, like you're talking to us about it. And it, it sounds like it's a process. Like this isn't.
0: That's what you everybody know, told us. Yeah. So. Like, a, a half a hour, 45 minute ordeal. Nuts.
1: So to do that process and to do the, the, the stone wash, the polishing of the fuel, all that, what's that process out of 200 gallons to 150 gallons of fuel to where it's ready to pump into a vehicle? How much time? You
2: could do that in a day.
1: In a day. Okay. okay. <laughs> now, Now, I'm going to assume you have a good source of that oil, right, Of of the veggie oil to be able to do this with. But to do that process in a day, what kind of dollar and cents is that to invest into making 150 gallons of diesel or biodiesel?
0: Yeah, how much equipment cost am I looking at if my time yeah, is free?
2: Yeah. yeah, so there you go. I mean, it, and in a situation like that, guys, it's, um, there's, there's two avenues you can take there. I made everything myself. I, I just did it all myself. And I... Uh, I like to fiddle around things, you know, and make things and all that kind of stuff. So I built everything myself and it was a lot of trial and error. You can buy the process, you can buy the processors, you know, and spend a couple thousand dollars for all the stuff. It's just tanks, a pump, um, you know, a heater. I mean, you can use a hot water here is what I used. Um, The real cost really actually comes into the methanol The methanol is expensive and and to have a a place where you can get it yeah. my buddy he he drives uh race cars he used to do the uh like dirt track type stuff and modified dirt track well he also did like the midgets and one of his little midget cars had like a a 600 crotch rocket engine and that ran on methanol so i had like a an absolute great supply of methanol i would just get it through him and utilize that um there's other ways where you can use like a condenser to condense off the excess methanol when you do the process to try and save on cost. But I mean, that that's where I'm getting at with the point. It's like, it became such a, a headache, honestly, of doing all of it and trying to get everything put together to where you're like your average person. A, if you don't have the access to hundreds and hundreds of gallons of vegetable oil, then there's no point in really doing it. Um, I mean, if you got like Man, I had a fish fry, you know, and I got five gallons of oil over here. I'm like, I'm going to make me some biodiesel. No, no, that's not going to happen. I am just, I'm lucky that uh, the business that I'm in, I own a pressure washing company and I clean restaurants all over central Illinois, everywhere. So I get all my waste vegetable oil from my restaurants. Nice. So. So I, 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 I got, guys, I, got, I think I got frustrated just like probably everybody else that does. I mean, if you go on Marketplace, you can find biodiesel processors on there, you know, pretty reasonable. But then again, it comes down to getting your product, getting your chemicals to do it. Um, and it takes a lot of trial and error to get it perfected. I mean, perfected. Um, so I got away from doing that, guys. I just got down to where I built my own giant filtration system, I just take the waste vegetable oil from my restaurant. I pump it through my filtration system, through a centrifuge, get the water out of it, bam, throw it in the truck and go. Now, what
1: what's that <laughs> process like? So I understand you get the oil, you still have to filter the oil, all the debris, grease, water, you know, particles from the deep fryers and whatnot, but what what kind of engine are you running this in and what was some of the prep work in that on that motor or that platform to allow you to be able to use just straight vegetable oil
2: it's easy man you buy a diesel and you pump it and dump it that's what you do (laughs) okay i don't i don't don't, care man i've been doing this for so long i mean everybody's got their own quirks and their own you know bad scenarios and stuff like that but i will say this 99.9 percent of everybody's issues with using just regular straight waste vegetable oil in their engine has been human error of not filtering it correctly you have to filter right you have to do it right i've heard people say like oh man it ruined my injectors it did this well i'm gonna say no man i'm gonna say you probably didn't get all the water out of your oil and you probably had suspended water in your oil and that'll ruin injectors like like nobody's business yeah now um, with you guys a- like, go ahead no, you, you, you go on. I filter my stuff down past 10 microns. And um, I used to build, guys, I used to build heated tanks. That's why I love like the power strokes, the old OBS trucks with the dual tanks. Yeah. So I would take the rear tank out of the truck, me and my son. And he, I mean, he was like 14th the time we started doing this with, when I started doing it with them. And uh, we would take the rear tank out of our OBS truck, cut it out take stainless steel pipe, pipe it in as a heat exchanger and hook it up to our heater core lines. So we build a heated tank basically and then have a two tank setup. The front tank would be on diesel. The rear tank would be on vegetable oil. That was getting heated with the truck. So you'd start the truck up on the front tank with diesel, let it warm up. The rear tank would get warm. Flip over to vegetable oil and just drive on, man. Just drive, drive, drive until you're ready to come home. Switch back to the front tank the whole entire system would pump all diesel fuel through it and you're ready to rock and roll man for the next morning
0: that is wild because that that addresses the big major yeah. concerns when you said central illinois and running waste vegetable oil you, you know hey we're a couple hours from you i get it but it still gets cold in the winter you know we still see sub-zero temperatures yeah. we get you know foots of snow at, at a time um
2: sure. so i got away from doing a heated tank i found a different alternative man and uh, you guys might be like, no way, you know, and some people are like, This is crazy, but with those temperatures like that, right now I'll do um when it starts getting below freezing, I'll do 10 gallons of vegetable oil to one gallon of gasoline. It sounds crazy, but it thins it out, it thins it out just perfect and burns just as clean as can be. I call it the smell of free, guys. <laughs>
1: Now, on these engines that you're doing this on, I know you mentioned a couple power strokes, but all of these are older mechanical injected engines. None of these are like the newer common rail style uh, engines,
2: correct? Correct, correct. And then I don't know much about like the Cummins or anything like that. I really wish I had the free time to kind of dive into the Cummins stuff, but I've got a couple of buddies that um, do, and I guess there's like an eye in there that can read in case, you know, you put like, off-road diesel in and it'll shut them down and um just the parameters of all the electric electronics with all the newer diesels and stuff i don't really know too much about i can't really jump out there and say like yeah man take your new six seven Cummins and dump the vegetable on and go um i have heard like through different forums that people say that the six o's run great on it um i i think in my own personal profession of doing this for a very long time I'm a firm believer that as long as you filter your vegetable oil down and keep it thin, every diesel will run on it, every diesel.
0: Can so we talk a little bit more about that filtration process? You said down to 10 microns. Uh, I know we run fast lift pumps mm-hmm. are what, three microns? Five, five microns, five, two, two microns, micron, depending so, on sorry. the filter. Yep. Um, yep. So, So we get some variation in that. What does your filtration process look like? Are we talking about like industrial level equipment that you had to like custom build to get the filtration down? Does it have to be heated when you're actually doing the filtering process? Does that tend to matter?
2: It does help for sure. I mean, especially when you're running through the centrifuge. Um, Again, that comes down to uh, how creative and uh, how much you can uh, build yourself or you can just buy all the stuff, you know, and just piece it together um since i'm in the restaurant industry and service you guys know those um great big tanks that restaurants have like you see them on hardees and stuff like that where the grease truck comes up and pumps the grease out well um i picked up a grease pump from like the fryers at one of my restaurants the guy's like i don't have it I, I don't i have no use for it i was like well dude i was like i'll trade you you know so i trade him for this pump that pumps the vegetable oil so i got my pump for you know just trading some work for it from there on, I mean, I went to Menards and got my piping and put it all together. I, My first setup is a sediment filter that can flush. Um, it's just a screen filter, a mesh filter. It flushes. If I just put the valve, it'll back flush itself. It cleans the screen off. From there, it goes to a 60 micron filter and then down to a 10 micron filter. Um, I'd have it circulating in a 500 gallon tank. It just sits there and goes on a loop over and over and over and over and over. After I let it do that for a while, you know, you got to change your filters. I mean, you just can't expect it to sit there and run and be like, you never have to change your filters. You got to change them. Um, and after that, it's not ready to go in. After that process, I cut it off from the filters, just a bypass, you know, put the lever and from there it goes through a heater and my old system, I used a, uh, you guys know how like a, a hot tub set how the water will come in and get and go through like a, an electric heater, almost like a water heater yeah coil and come out i just used one of them guys i just i just plumbed it into one of them and wired it up and said sham wow man there it goes you know look (laughs) at it go (laughs) from there it goes to the centrifuge and uh the centrifuge i bought it runs off of my my motor my pump it runs that right at 90 psi and it just bypasses it goes back in the tank all the bad stuff stays in the centrifuge the water gets separated from it um and it's it's ready to go you know Set it and forget it, man, guys. It's it's simple. It's it's cake.
1: <laughs> well, a veteran doing it for sixteen years, I would assume so. You're you're making it seem super simple.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, if you're if you're a DIYer who's creative and has the ingenuity to yeah. kind of look at this stuff, and and then you know some of the access to be able to say, hey, I already work with restaurants, right? So so you have that feedstock supply. You have somewhere to get it from where it makes wow. sense. Um, okay.
2: But there'd be you no, know, it's, it's no difference than like uh, a lot of guys use black diesel, man, you know, black fuel, just motor oil, you know, and mix it with some hydraulic fluid and go from there. I put transmission fluid in, in my waste vegetable oil, just mix it all around and send it.
1: How do you, have <laughs> you ever used uh, used engine oil in this process or you haven't really used that as a source?
2: I have not. Cause I, I've, um, I've done a couple of test batches of like mixing used motor oil in with the vegetable oil, and it, it it doesn't look like it's, it's going to come out very good. I, so I just try to keep them separated. Have I ran a motor off of the waste motor oil? Um, no, I have not. The only time, I, okay, I take that back. I guess I kind of did, but it was a kind of accident. I used to work at a, a gravel pit and uh, this is a, I'm going to make this, sh- this story short, but I've never worked on a gravel pit in my life. Didn't know a damn thing about cranes or engines or anything. I was like, 16 years old and this guy's like oh you run the plant now you do this you do that i was like dude you're turning me loose to something i don't know what the hell i'm doing at all well next thing you know this crane was a runaway guys it like broke one of the oil lines in it and it was just pumping oil straight into that turbo and this crane was just it was the most loudest most craziest thing i've ever seen in my life and my manager guy just stood there was like oh that damn thing will blow up and we'll just pull the engine out of it again i'm like this is this is nuts a bunch of crazy people man but that was the only time i've ever seen one run on you know waste motor oil and it was a runaway yeah actually <laughs> so put it in my tank and drive with it no i have not but i don't see why it why it wouldn't run
0: yeah, run. Well, and, and I guess run is is yeah. usually not the the main question, right? Like we all know the story. Like diesel works on compression, so if you compress it hard enough and it can explode, it'll yeah. explode. That's that's what diesel is. It's
1: yeah, more or less the longevity, the reliability. Yeah. What's that look Gasket, like? Gaskets, seals.
0: What, what does that stuff look like? Running filtered waste vegetable oil? Because you've been doing it for a long time on on just the WVO. Have you had any issues with lines, gaskets, rubber seals, anything like that?
2: I personally have not. And I mean, and seven threes are my go-to that's what I've been running on for quite some time along with my NPR, my Azuzu. Um, I have an older dozer and Alice Chalmers and it's got a, a two cylinder, two stroke, um, Detroit in it. And that thing loves it, man. It's, it smells like I'm cooking fish out there while I'm pushing dirt. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> like like lawson has got a fish fry going on 24 seven, you know, but, uh, I've heard people say that the vegetable oils had issue with um, like copper seals and stuff. I have not. I mean, I've got the banjo fittings on my Isuzu and they've got them copper seals on there. I have yet to have any issue with them at all. I do know this running waste vegetable oil in any diesel of every diesel I've ever had. It cleans the fuel system out all the way down to the valves. You tear them apart and they look like they're brand new
0: that's interesting that's something else that i know that 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 the others had kind of told us that they were like hey you know if you're going to run biodiesel this this, it does actually work as a fuel system cleaner Uh,
2: yeah like 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 a detergent i mean that's pretty much what it does
0: that's interesting do you think there's any drawbacks to running wvo
2: just not being able to get the mass amount of supply you know for for other individuals um no and you know what i mean if you think about it Adolf diesel i mean the first diesel engine he ever ran ran off a of peanut oil you know i mean that was that's the way it was started and if you look at like other countries across the world i mean even like third wheel third world countries and stuff they all have diesel engines for everything everything they have is diesel 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 and um i wish our market over here was like comparable to theirs i mean they got boat motors that are diesels they've got they got babysitters for their kids that are diesels. I mean, it's crazy all, <laughs> the diesels are all over there, but they run them on alternative fuels all the time because it's just cheaper to them than you know trying to chuck in diesel fuel, especially the way diesel prices are, it's insane.
0: Yeah, I know it was five bucks a gallon when I was driving in this morning, 4.99, yeah. whatever. Saw
1: so it dip a little bit the last couple of weeks and pop back up, yep. so it's like damn.
0: Yeah, and, and that's what I think right. makes this topic such a, a refresher for people yeah. to kind of look at again. Uh, I know when we were talking with some of the other guys who were more on the DIY side of things, they said this market's pretty much died and dried up as far as like an enthusiast yeah. market. Maybe there's still some hardcore guys hanging on. They're like, but you could see a contraction uh, since the last time gas was four bucks a gallon yeah. plus,
1: well, right? So, I mean, again, oil supply, I mean, that seems to be the common theme here with everything. So.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's a drive, right? I mean, to me, the attractive thing is like, because we're pretty sure we're not going to get better performance. We're probably not going to get better fuel mileage quote-unquote we'll get lower cost per mile to drive if we can yeah. get that feedstock down to a low right. enough price and then the, Access I, I, the, love the idea. At all. I love the idea of running just the filtration system it, that seems yeah. to me like very appealing of like yeah i might have to invest some money into it or i might have to invest a weekend into building something or, or designing something and putting it all together but once i have it it's built now i only have to worry about feedstock each time like you said not yeah. tracking down methanol for every batch i don't even know what that looks like honestly i wouldn't even know where to start no. to go find methanol no. uh in northern yeah. illinois anyways where, where we're at i'm sure i could google it you know um yeah
2: i mean you can get it at like any race shop or anything like that but are, you're not really being all you're micromanaging your cost savings when you start looking at it like that i mean you're, you're like talking about energy usage and you know of electricity running your pumps for a, a day along with your cost of your methanol and then your your sodium hydroxide and then your time also you know all that to do that is just more of an easier fashion just to pump and dump and go you know
0: <laughs> yeah that's right that's now, your motto <laughs> that's how i got two kids um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good
0: <laughs> but 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 this is one of those that I think I think if we have the listeners that are running like, you know, and maybe even like some of the older stuff, right, yeah. that's around that 7.3 era that's, you know, all prior to uh, again, common rail.
1: Mechanical injection, you know, TDI motors, you know, yeah. we've talked about the older 12 valve commons, the 7.3s of the world, you know, like that's really where this what ties in That's where this
0: can live and die.
2: And you, you got to think, you know, like the, the 95 and ups or whatever, you know, or the, the DI, power trucks you know as a huey system and stuff so you're still dealing with you know high pressure and um uh, electronics and stuff compared to like the older seven threes or the 69s or the idis mm-hmm. where everything was mechanical on them completely you know but you know the, the the five nines and everything that's all mechanical all the way up through whatever year they started you know putting all the major electrical stuff on them right um i mean you, i mean you even look at like some of the mercedes the old mercedes diesels and stuff People have been running alternative fuels in those for God knows how long. Yeah,
0: many years. That's what I saw. There's yep. a guy, uh, yeah, in the town we, we our shop was previously yep. in that ran old Mercedes on, on veggie oil. Yep. Yep. Um, and yeah, they loved it, you know. Uh, so, so it's something that we've heard good results from.
2: My goal in life is I'd like to uh, find a cruiser, like a 30 or 35 foot big cruiser, and put a pair of four BTs in it. And vegetable oil, that sucker, like, do the loop. You guys know what the loop is, you know, from the Mississippi all the way down. I like to see how far I could go on it. If it (laughs) breaks down and it doesn't work, I'll just sell the damn thing or sink it and just move on. (laughs) 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 That's funny. That's so
0: much fun. Brandon, if you had advice for somebody who's out there listening and they're thinking about getting into uh, biodiesel or waste vegetable oil, what advice would you give to a newbie?
2: Don't be afraid and don't get frustrated. Just get in and do it. You're gonna have a lot of troubles, and you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot. I mean, if you asked me if we did this 16 years ago, I'd be like, "To hell with this shit. <laughs> no way, man. No way." Um, it's actually so simple to do once you figure out the little flaws in it here and there. There are little flaws, but I guess that's with everything. Just don't get frustrated. My 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 biggest hill i had to get over guys was the first time i pumped that shit into my truck and actually and the
1: what if factor
2: (laughs) man the what if factor i was going goose hunting and i was like this is so stupid man i'm gonna break down it's gonna this is gonna be miserable man i gotta pull my tank and everything guys i flipped the switch and drove on i was like all right now this is pretty cool like it didn't even (laughs) miss it didn't even miss a beat it just kept on driving so after that, I was hooked, man. I was completely hooked. I wish I would've, uh, personally, I wish I would've kept like a data log on how much savings I've had for doing this for so long. I think that would've been really interesting and to have a compare of what diesel prices are, you know, through the years. And that would've been kind of neat, but yep. I'm too far along to do it now, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know that feeling, I, I know am- that feeling. Awesome. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Is there anyone you want to give a shout-out to or a plug to? I
2: don't know off the top of my head, man. It's just uh I appreciate you guys giving me the time and the interview and stuff. If uh if you want to try something, go to the grocery store, buy a couple of gallons of vegetable oil. I'll just go dump it in the truck, man. Just dump it in your tank and drive. Just try it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that might be the craziest thing ever said on the show. I think we do a 20 your vehicle. I can't handle it. I think we'll it. I think you're oh you're yeah, the perfect truck to try it on. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. i Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon.
2: That was yes, awkward as fuck, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. All right. You did a nice <laughs> job there. <laughs> I got it.